listen to the Black Guy Who Tips podcast because Rod and Karen are hot. Yo, microphone check one two. What is this? The five foot assassin with the roughneck business. I float like gravity. Never had a cavity. Got more rhymes than the winers got family. No need to try sweat or send a yoda against the type of fame. No shame in my game because I always be the same. Styles upon styles upon styles is what I have. You wanted this to fight for, but you still don't know the half. I sport new ballast sneakers to avoid a narrow path. Mess around with this, you catch the size of this. I never half step cause I'm not a half stepper. Drink a lot of soda so they call me Dr. Pepper. Refuse to compete with BS competition. Your name is Special S. I want you to with the mission. I never walk the streets think it's all about me. Even though deep in my heart, it really could be. I just try my best to like go all out. Some might even say, yo, shorty black, you bugging out. Hey, welcome to the Blackout Tips podcast. Your host, Rod and Karen. And we are live on a Tuesday ready to do some podcasting mm-hmm. this is our last regular show for the week um premium people will be back with pregame at balls deep thursday instead of wednesday we're gonna do a thursday night um but uh yeah premium people y'all get a couple things um and uh free loaders to see you saturday okay for the feedback see you show saturday um and and i just want to program a note uh we are anticipating taking the first week of july off for uh july 4th because we are american patriots okay <laughs> and uh we have to make sure that we uh go out in the world and make america great again okay mm-hmm. um <laughs> you can find the show on itunes stitcher podomatic search the blackout tips leave us five star reviews as long as they're nice we'll read them on the air we appreciate everybody takes the time out for that the official weapon of the show is the taser and an unofficial sport bullet ball. and bullet ball extreme and today's podcast is brought to you by listeners like you go sign up the black guy who tips.com slash premium you can go and become a premium listener it helps us it funds us it's it's it feeds us it keeps the rent off of our ass okay it's y'all that make it so that we can have a nice life um and in addition to that you get something for it we're not just begging mm-hmm. we're not just saying hey we doing all this work y'all give us some money no you get something for it. you get more than i guarantee you get with any other premium podcast out there in the game we're talking about a myriad of shows guys okay balls esports the pre-game i mean every week we're coming through talking just uh like it's a, a lot of times people say like what other tv shows do you watch why don't you talk about them on the show i normally talk about them with justin uh if karen's here we talk about it um but you know i watch pose we talk about what we think about pose i watch the shy we talk about the shy um you know uh, a bunch of other stuff too like um documentaries yeah yala fix my life uh love and hip-hop you know so we talk that shit we just talk it over there um and then we talk also ymca basketball uh stuff and like you know hanging out stuff people we know friends it's just a little little gossip sesh um and then also we talk sports after that we do balls d sports immediately afterwards uh it's normally it's like a four hour block okay so pre-game then balls d sports and our sports show i will put it up against anybody's sports show man because we talk about all the stuff that um nobody else is talking about yeah we talk about it differently you know we talk about it like we also talk about stuff that don't yeah like the we'll talk about tristan thompson and uh chloe kardashian because it's a sports story to us uh we'll talk about um you know Anybody baby's mamas yeah we talk about who who got somebody pregnant and you know what's going on on Kyrie irvin's instagram like we talk about those things yeah, over there and there are people that don't know anything about sports 
that love that show they love that show fuck athletics of course we have our movie review show sport movie reviews you guys should know about that every week we have uh new movie reviews coming out we have the nerd off every two weeks we talk about nerd stuff um you know any uh, lip smacking good which we're behind on but we got a plan to get back up on that which yep is our food show um so it's all kinds of stuff behind that paywall man so yeah and it in addition to supporting us you will get way more content than you'll ever be able to catch up with ain't that the truth we even review fear the walking dead behind the paywall mm-hmm. so uh anyway and, and, shout, and shout out to the handful of us that's still listening yeah so the blackout com slash premium it'll walk you through it if you have any issues email me the blackout tips at gmail i'm i meant watching not listening watching fear the walking dead all right um i did want to throw out a couple random thoughts that this shouldn't take long it's very quick okay i got one too okay karen go ahead oh mine is short um i was at my desk at work and by accident i had uh, put some paper on my keyboard and i hit some hot keys and uh for those of you that like what the fuck are hot keys hot keys are like uh special commands that you automatically give the computer most people that do it stuff they know what all the hot keys are most i don't know nothing about hot keys uh, I know some of them, but I don't know, you know, enough of them. And so, I guess my paper uh, messed around and uh, hit a series of uh, keys, and I didn't know what it hit. So now, all of a sudden, my screen changes, my menu changes. I can only work with one thing at a time. Like, it it, 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 just, it just fucked my whole monitor up. I didn't know what was happening. So, uh, I finally did, like, a IT help desk called um got the it help desk the um uh, department so the person that was doing it uh he did the thing where they do like the remote where they actually you know remotely look and see and he was stumped i I don't i don't know what you did i you didn't know i was like i don't know all i know was the keys was hot and i hit them that's all i can tell you i don't know what happened or what i hit and my screen changed that's all i can tell you right now and i know somebody like me is probably frustrated somebody like it all i can know is it just don't look right and so we was baffled and we was confused and stuff like that and so uh while we was talking i told him i said well it kind of looked like uh it do on my tablet i said because when you have a tablet it's like one screen at a time da 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 and so, uh, cause you know, when he came out, he was like, did you try this? Did you try that? One rule of thumbs that I always have for myself and is normally foolproof except for this time. If you're looking at your screen and your screen fuck up and you don't know and you don't know how to reset it, go to view. View is looking. So I go to view and I normally point click or whatever. And that's most of the time that fixes most of my issues. And so, um, we went back and forth and he couldn't figure it out and I couldn't figure it out. So then when I said that, it's a, um, on the new versions of, I don't, I don't know the, the, I, um, I want to say, is it Windows or, uh, what is this program we got right here? Oh yeah, it is Windows. Um, they have a tablet button. So he hit the tablet button. I did bitch. I didn't know it was there. And when he hit the tablet button, it took it out of that mode. I'm not on the tablet. Why do you have a tablet option? the fuck is this it made me mad i was confused made me mad tied up my time at work and all i had to do was click a goddamn button to fix the problem that i caused i didn't know um 
all right i, I don't have anything to add to that one i don't but, know but, but that, my random thought is why the fuck you got a tablet button on a laptop that's the question it's a laptop i mean no why do you have a tablet button on a pc okay so it's a desktop yes i'm on the desktop i'm on a computer i guess if desktop. you had a monitor that was a touch screen maybe you could turn into a tablet mode i don't know i, I don't know uh, i mean i'm sure that's very frustrating and probably nobody ever does that really mm-hmm. uh you know but you do have a way with technology of <laughs> doing stuff that nobody's ever done I I, you know and that's what's so funny about me a lot of times and uh i always laugh with the it because the person that helped me wasn't a normal it person he was like somebody that was like substituting in so uh he was like i know when the other it people can hear i know they're gonna laugh at me when they figure out figure out that uh, he had to come by the next day he laughed he said yeah he's like it was simple i said well when you don't know shit you don't know and i think that because now when they do programs for like windows and some of these other programs they want to make it where you can use it on a pc or a laptop so they try to make it where it's more versatile versus kind of having everything have its own version of it they kind of want to make it where it can uh they can only you know have one program across multiple platforms that's fine but what's fucked up is that if you do something and you don't know what you're doing then you're lost and confused and you don't know how to correct it yeah it's always weird when you stump the it person like they you know they don't know what they're doing because you know for me it's like a deep level of shame because like what i did was so fucked up and not normal that they were like nobody is this dumb <laughs> like you the dumbest person on the earth right you the dumbest person in the building thanks for fucking it all up rod appreciate you no i guess i gotta actually like do some work today and figure some shit out and uh you know because he was like well it was very helpful because i know if i ever run into the situation again i know how to correct it that's what they say to make you feel good because i know you probably (laughs) apologized a hundred times you know i did yeah i mean i know how it is when i I, didn't know with me i normally uh the only the reason that it people might have an issue they have to ever come to my desk is always because i have done all the regular troubleshooting before they come over there i don't i don't I don't have them come over before doing troubleshooting so if like if they come over i have already turned my computer on and off i've already reset it i've already you know googled on my phone like what you know hey my my computer is doing blank what are some solutions i've done all that shit and then they come over there and it's frustrating because i have to watch them go through everything i already did and it never works and then they eventually get to like the level i'm at where i'm like yeah what is the fucking problem i'm good with computers this you know why is this happening you know and one thing uh i will give myself uh credit because i did google but that wouldn't helping uh i did youtube and that wouldn't helping and i was actually doing some of the stuff i was like well that's not fixing the problem so i don't well, know what it happening. also depends it's also weird because it depends on what you google and what you youtube right i didn't and, know what to google which was the problem <laughs> right um and like uh today at at home you know i had a similar issue not with the it thing but for the longest time i have been like um like cleaning out our dishwasher we use it all the time but i don't know how to clean a dishwasher like Mm -mm. uh, i don't know if you're supposed to like take it apart any of this shit and um sometimes like the dishes won't be all the way clean so then i'll have to wash them again by hand or have to run them through multiple times right or what i like to do is i take the dishwasher there's these like spinny things in there that look like uh like i call them blades dishwasher (laughs) blades i took them out you can take them out and then you can like run wire or poke 
like a toothpick thing into these holes mm-hmm. and because sometimes food gets stuck in there and the, right the holes stop working right correct um and it and it leads to the dishes not being all the way clean so you know i've done that before and it's fucking annoying yes, it and is. i and i've always feel like like why should i have to do this so often so um finally i just googled how to do it and i just took some time and went to the youtube tutorials and you know i found out that like if food is stuck in there you can like run some hot water in the sink or something and pour some vinegar in there let the stuff sink sink in there it'll dissolve some of the food particles Mm. you can also take there's a thing at the bottom where you can take out like this uh what is it called a uh it's it's like a uh filter you can take it out and it's at the bottom and it's two pieces you can also wash that and i mean i don't know if they had ever washed that thing when we got it or whatever but it was filthy so i I guarantee you they didn't right so i cleaned the shit out of that uh with a toothbrush and all these like Mm, (laughs) vinegar and all this shit i bet it's gonna purr like a kitten now and then i ran some um vinegar through after i cleaned all the the components oh and, and that was the thing i like what i googled was like you know dishwasher spinning arms you know whatever <laughs> uh, until i figured out like oh it's called a uh it was called a sprayer something sprayer so okay i was like oh okay so that's what it's called okay you know because when you googling shit you know we all know we all do this like google is the new like i don't know what i remember <laughs> right. so i'm you know what's the guy what's the black actor with the face you know and, and google is like is this what you're talking yeah, about yeah and a lot of times it'd be right because every enough al- <laughs> the algorithm is like enough people, people have Googled asked that question this weird shit and came to this person it's like uh you know black singer with the scars like seal <laughs> oh, okay right. cool um so uh yeah i i I googled it and i learned learned how to clean the dishwasher that today but yeah it took me a while because i had to figure out the right thing to google because everything i was googling was giving me something else it was like it's the uh no this is how you clean the filter okay this is how you take a a dishwasher apart like all that type of shit so you know you just gotta experiment a little bit get lucky uh my i only had two random thoughts uh the first one is just a shout out shout out to anime intro songs because they normally be long enough for me to get clothes out the dryer or uh take stuff out the washing machine it, it, or it's the whole show you normally have like a you get a good one you get a good orchestra going on in the background and a good breakdown and shit yeah i just like a good a good anime like i don't know why but almost all anime intro songs for some reason are like two three minutes i don't i don't know who decided this yeah some of them are really smooth five yeah like of course you can skip it on certain things you know uh netflix and whatnot but a lot of times i don't skip them because it's like oh yeah cool let me go take a leak um so shout out to them uh and then the second thing is i'm now old enough that when i rewatch friday i empathize with stanley trying to protect his grass from being trampled on by smoking and craig come on get out of my fucking grass man i came full circle on that shit because when i first saw friday i said man fuck stanley old sell out ass coon man now look at this shit i'm like yo these niggas was walking over his grass all that fucking hard work fertilizing shit you got to put down Mm -mm. and breaking in his house like of course stanley was mad i'm with stanley i'd be mad too friday too should have just been stanley being like how i'm gonna get these niggas back like i'm (laughs) like putting his house up for sale or something like these niggas was fucking up his property value and had the nerve to be breaking in his house and taking shit like 
and we and then the movie played it like he was the asshole like oh look at this jerk stay off my freaking grass oh look at this asshole i'm like he the only dude that didn't cuss at least he warned he could have came out the house with a 44 and been like i told you motherfuckers stay off my grass come on i meant it stanley just trying to go to work and have a life that's it that's it didn't even have a white woman in the movie so you can't even ah! accuse him of being some type of coon or whatever like stanley was a good to dude. live a normal life poor stanley man Mm-mm-mm. justice for stanley i say <laughs> all right let's get to news guys got a few things that made the news um chicago pd is putting the full court press on motherfucking jesse smollett why they wasting taxpayers money they have put all the all the tea out on him the latest thing is they released footage of the moments that the brothers abel and olo osandero uh dairo uh were driven to the scene of the stage attack in a taxi because there's a video footage of it and it shows them with the hoodies on putting on the mask silently sitting in the back of the car wearing hoodies that cover most of their faces and one is already wearing a ski mask using the attack and i can't front y'all it makes me go back to the first thing that i asked when you know the plan started falling apart mm-hmm. this is a dumbass plan man this who thought of this this is the footage if you guys can see it in the chat that shit is clear it's clear as fuck but when i say who thought of this you do realize taking a taxi up there whatever you took means you're probably going to that's another witness that's another person that saw you get driven to the spot around where the attack was going to occur like this was a dumbass plan and i know his thing is going to be oh they just beat me up for no reason but it's like why the fuck are they finding you at the spot that y'all went to together the day before which they have footage of that the spot that y'all went to before why are they finding you the next day at three in the morning at the same fucking spot man come on dog i'm not stupid and nobody has to be stupid like it doesn't make you more pro-gay to be like i'ma just believe this nigga even though i know he full of shit like no man stop pandering and be real this nigga lie yo and this and i know why they're mad because they want us all to be like yeah he lied we're incensed we're outraged and white people i'm sure are fake outraged about this right because they really don't give a shit right the police are fake outraged but it's really guilt that is speaking for them it's people that go well when white people do racist shit y'all don't just let it go it's like because y'all always doing it you know it's not you know it's kind of the 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 oj effect not saying it's up to murder but like well we're like well it does always go a hundred percent the other way maybe one time this way we can just overlook it right and you know fair right wrong uh uh or um right or wrong a lot of people go fuck it uh yeah he did something yeah he lied but i I actually don't care yeah miss smart called it season two yeah it's season two special prosecutor they putting all the footage out they also have footage of him with the quote-unquote noose around his neck um they also have all the text messages that he had some of them being sexual in nature and all this stuff between him and the uh one of the twins like and then, they're just throwing everything and get the wall to basically get this dude up out the paint yeah and then people wonder why he was like no you can't have my fucking phone 
Yeah, well, I mean, I mean, I mean, also because he did. Yeah, the I mean, shit, he did. So. He did the shit too. Yeah, it's but, not, but, I mean, but, but it's also one of those things where, mm, isn't this maybe I'm wrong, but shouldn't this shit stay behind the books? Like, why are you? Yeah, I mean, this you can't. I mean, it's you know what, Karen? It, for me, it's just complicated because I want to just be like, yeah, you can touch the police to keep it a secret, but he also was there was a reason he wanted to keep secret and it's not Correct. his privacy uh, so agreed. it's a cash 22 yes it is you know it's not like when nelly was accused of sexual assault by that woman and then the police leaked her information like her information got leaked and it was only the police that knew so it was like how the fuck this information get out and the police all had to be like well yeah well, it must have been our fault and she ended up dropping i think the criminal case because of that she's like i can't trust y'all um this isn't that because this nigga did it yes he did so you know this is like this is ridiculous like i just think they should let it go but they can't because he made a mockery out of them and this you know i know how I they what he's gonna do today i wonder what he's gonna do tomorrow this guy this guy's just pissing he's pissing all over us he's pissing on you what what does it taste like Chief, what does it taste like because you know what it tastes like piss to me i'm sure that's how, he, how they feel they like because the thing is y'all could have charged him with something but you tried to fucking throw the book at him and that was the goddamn problem it's more about the fact that they're embarrassed now right i mean he framed a guilty police department y'all are a racist the police department so and you and you act, and only act, a racist the police department will act this way right i'm about to say and you actually proving this motherfucking point right so by not letting it go robocall crackdown the ftc blocks more than a billion illegal calls but the problem festers if your phone rings once and then stops and you don't know the number in the first place don't call back the federal communications commission recently warned customers it's part of the one ring um robocall scheme buzz 60. what the hell is that the federal trade commission said tuesday that it had blocked more than a billion illegal robocalls and a crackdown coordinated with the u.s justice department as well as state and local law enforcement agencies the agencies collectively took 94 actions against robocallers touting bogus services such as credit card interest rate reduction and medical alerts the actions included seven new ftc cases including four settlements consumers get tens of billions of robocalls annually it's fucking annoying yeah i man y'all so um i was looking into some information for uh health insurance alternatives for me and karen Mm -hmm. uh just for uh you know because we got to look into like what what happens when we go into business for ourselves right when karen becomes completely full-time with the show like how are we going to handle this right correct so it's like you know and it's it's uh, honestly it's scary it's a scary time because we're dealing with uh trump in office and it feels like the affordable care act and obamacare they're trying to find ways to gut it every fucking year right and so it's just not written in stone that that these options will even be available or there for you or whatever so you know i'm doing my research and i'm like all right cool let me put my little information in um and i got so many robocalls because i think i put my information into like an an ad site instead of like a yeah like instead of the official site or something correct because the first thing that comes up when you google it is like an ad and i just click on the first thing and start putting my information then i'm like 
wait why am i getting so many fucking calls and i had to block all these numbers tell them take me off the list tell them I, you know and then the other things we didn't really qualify for anything because you would need to be making a change within the next two months in order mm-hmm. to qualify mm-hmm. blah 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 so anyway it was just you know then and then open enrollment isn't until like november when you can like actually look at the site and see like what the prices are so it was just like uh, uh like they had been calling me for like a week straight every 10 15 minutes one yep. one person I, I asked her can you just take me off the list and that like i because she had called me so many times and she's like well sir i just have some options here i said ma'am please just take me off the list sir uh but i think i can save you some money on health insurance i said ma'am i don't want health insurance right now i just need you to take me off this list okay sir but if we got i, I hung up because i was like they're trained they're not even trying and that's Mm-mm and that's just the health insurance thing i like i don't answer spam calls i have a that call the whatever that thing is called on, on your, my phone that tells me like spam alert this is spam or this is this is who this number is supposed to be i i think that uh uh i think we at at&t is does something new now where now when my phone rings it it actually pop up telemarketer like the number yeah, they, won't even they pop uh up. yeah they give it to you free now okay um, yeah i had like, downloaded new yeah i downloaded the app um i can actually tell y'all what it's called uh true caller is the name of the app but now it comes free with at&t but the point is man um uh, and no i wasn't talking to a robot Huey. it was a woman doc. it was so that's like because I, I kept thinking like oh it's not and then she was like she was listening to what i was saying and being like nah and i'm like what the fuck who does this it's like they're just like i'm gonna intimidate you into signing up for some bullshit anyway my point being um they this has become such a problem that this should be something that no matter your political orientation you should be able to agree that these goddamn spam calls out of control motherfucking out of control like i said it's it's done calm down a little bit but particularly i would be at work and my phone would literally ring like at least two to three times an hour from like the time i got to work till about two or three like literally it was like ring 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 you what the fuck is this right and um particularly people who have jobs that they actually have to answer the phone they have the biggest complaint because they're like if i don't answer i can fucking lose money and now i have to uh, uh shift through this and the way they do it they call you in the morning then they take breaks in the afternoon and then they lots of they call you again starting like five or six o'clock to like nine o'clock the fuck is this yep the ftc filed a complaint in florida federal court against first choice horizon llc and three individuals working for the company for allegedly concocting a maze of operations to target callers including many seniors they allegedly offered dubious credit card interest rate reduction services the ftc is seeking a temporary restraining order asset freeze and appointment of a receiver and somebody bought a good point they starting to do text messages too because yep. all of a sudden i'm like the fuck is this who is this and i'll just I'm, i just delete them yeah. but yeah you also get random text and it's almost like the way they respond and it's almost like they know you like they're phrasing the same i was like i don't know who this person is because y'all know i'm black so if i don't got your name and your picture I, I don't respond who is you i don't respond to you i got some friends we we almost didn't talk no more because their numbers changed and, and i'm like bitch leave a message or else we won't never talk again yeah um so yeah i, I hate that shit man and then um you know people that are premium ha- already heard the episode but during the last balls deep i got a robocall not a robocall i got a, a call from somebody who actually spoofed my bank right and called me and was like sir you got some fraud on your account and shit and long story short 
they got um money out of my account and then i had to like like go to the bank branch and start a new account change all my passwords username they had been somehow was able to log into my bank account online Mm mm-hmm like so they had information about like my account number all this stuff the analysis yeah they like trick me into being like well here's my you know here's the other information or whatever and they real smooth and you're like they could have worked there you know what i mean like they could have worked for the bank and when we went into the bank um to talk about it they was like oh this has been happening Everybody for the last two, two weeks, weeks. Like, we it's heavy in atlanta and florida and um like it's like we've been getting so many of these cases that you know normally when somebody does something with your bank account it could take like weeks to get your money back mm-hmm. like you have to file these reports yeah. you have to they have to do these fraud claims they're a lot quicker now we got our well not no it's not that they're a lot quicker it's not that they're a lot quicker we got our money back within a couple of days because it's happening to so many people uh, right right okay, so okay yes yes, yes it yes, was yes. just that but instead of them being like let's painstakingly investigate this fraud they was like well shit it's happening everybody can't be doing the same like scam this week somebody is scamming people you know so um with these like with these robocalls the spoofing it seemed like something that should be illegal it seemed like the technology should already be able to like separate it and be like no this is not this phone number you cannot call somebody from the bbnt phone number you know um so it's but but that's the that's the thing you know like uh there's so many ways to get scammed now and our phones are a huge part of our lives and and so if you can kind of like trick a phone trick a person get access to call people and our fucking government is doing nothing about it nothing nothing as karen says if they're doing nothing about it then what the fuck are we you know like you're putting a lot of people out here to lambs of slaughter yeah you know i'm glad i was able to get our money back i don't know what the fuck i would have did if it would have been like well now you gotta wait three weeks until you get your money back it's like you know it's such it's so ridiculous like how are they even able to do that in the first place yes and 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 my thing i mean i just talked about it the credit card company with your credit it's like a credit it's not actually cash credit card company be like bitch denied did you did you uh purchase something from such a such a such a such a credit card company be on that shit they be like we see suspicious action are you in this location please confirm before we say yay or nay um master master of mary jane university of maryland offers curious new course um basically um the university of maryland is um gonna launch the first master program to train students uh about the science and policies of medical marijuana students will be able to take the two-year course based on the universities at shady grove and rockville and uh based at that university and the school of is designed for healthcare practitioners scientists regulators dispensary owners and industry professionals it's unclear if the classes will instruct students how to properly grow joints dig out blunts the pros and cons of glass pipe use or how to grow the sweetest of the sativa but uh they will be having classes in it free everybody uh one motherfucking hundred free everybody people are locked up and and what's so fucked up all jokes aside y'all have people y'all gonna okay there's nothing wrong with people you know with degrees and shit like that but i guarantee you there's people without degrees that actually probably know more about the product and how to do these things that these motherfuckers with these degrees and so you know but but them are not going to be the people you're going to be paying to teach the class though right you're going to be paying somebody else well a lot of them in jail right how you gonna pay them free everybody it's bullshit right like i'm not i'm not upset that people are learning about marijuana and stuff Mm -hmm. but 
the shit is becoming so cute and fun because white people doing it and you got niggas in jail over the shit like free everybody what the fuck is this shit you know like come get your degree in weed ha 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 weed clothes cbd dispensaries all right the nigga was like i had a flake and got 10 fucking years the fuck out my face yeah free everybody like the fuck is this shit man it's like i i don't care that they're having a class but it's it's kind of ridiculous it's a smack in the face to the families that have been destroyed over this right Uh, of course it's graduation time of the year so people have been uh giving their speeches as valedictorians and stuff we saw one last week where a woman tried to shout out to mir rice and uh um it got a little too much and got her mic got cut off mm-hmm. well a high school valedictorian gave another speech that was a little controversial karen friends, friends staff and class of 2019 it's a pleasure to speak here to you today i'd like to give recognition to those who have greatly influenced me during the past four years sorry making it bigger on my screen which of course means it had to pause to think to my mother and father you are the most hardworking and caring people that i know so far so good especially in this Mm -hmm. past year with all the craziness of applying to colleges and coming closer to adulthood you have been wonderful mentors and role models. Thank you for your endless love and guidance. To the teachers, Madame Rosa, Miss Monaghan, Miss Gomez, Mr. Triolino, Mr. Solomon, and Mr. Aleman, thank you for being so invested in your students' education and well-being. You are the most intelligent, inspiring, and supportive individuals I have had the pleasure of learning from Aww. while at SYHS. Oh, that's so nice. My friends, mm-hmm. thank you for always being by my side. Mm-hmm. I appreciate your love and support always and will treasure the memories we made at this school. To my counselor, thanks for teaching me to fend for myself. You were always unavailable to my parents and I despite appointments. Only in these past few weeks, with the award ceremonies and graduation coming up, did you begin making your appearance. Uh-oh. And oh, might I doubt, you expressed to me your joy in knowing that one of your students was valedictorian when you had absolutely no role in my achievements. Well, oh, damn. To the staff oh. in the main office, thank you for teaching me how to be resourceful. Your negligence to inform me of several scholarships until the day before they were due potentially caused me to miss out on thousands of dollars. When applying for a work permit, you repeatedly turned me away, despite confirming with my employer and parents that all my paperwork was filled correctly. God damn. What did nobody expect this? What happened? She didn't even change up cadence. Mm-mm. Mm-mm because she got tired like she was like i hear despite y'all and it's one of those things where uh you have a generation now they was like no i'm not trying to be pretty and i'm not trying to act like everything was smooth so many people have to deal with this bullshit but you know they go and they'll do the flowery speech and she was like i'm not doing the flowery speech because that's not the reality of it damn she reclaimed all her time every second 
uh i i I don't even know what to say to that that was i mean like it started off so nice like my hard-working parents and all the people that i love my friends and let me tell you about these raggedy bitches in the uh (laughs) god damn it's not even done there's still more to go karen oh she's still yanking wigs yeah still a little bit more on this uh but i just don't know we had the appropriate okay i think we can finish it now uh that's how it feels about right uh all right let me get this i've had to escalate issues with staff to an assistant principal various times to reach a sort of solution to the teacher who was regularly intoxicated during class this year oh Thank not the you drunk for using yourself as an example to teach students about the dangers of alcoholism being escorted by police out of school left a lasting impression i hope that future students and staff learn from these examples thank you class of 2019 <laughs> God damn! <laughs> God damn! Woo! Fuck you! Fuck you! Fuck you! You're cool! You're cool! Fuck Who's you! next? Get the fuck I'm out! Right! She said, I have had enough of y'all motherfuckers! God damn! I will burn this bitch down! Oh my y'all God! Y'all should have never gave me the bike! oh my god she got up there and fucking showed and out. i guarantee you that's not what they approved hey girl, i just wanted to let you girls know that i'm a real messy bitch i'm a messy bitch who lives for drama oh my god that's the worst show. fuck you fuck you and fuck you who's next mm-hmm that's the worst i've that might be the worst roasting i've, I've heard in a long time since jamie Foxx got that dude at that roast like good grief she came with all she was fed up she was frustrated and she was fed the fuck up she put the dick in valedictorian because she said Ah! listen y'all niggas try to fuck up my whole career and um catch me outside how about that on my last day okay and you know what and i don't blame her telling me about scholarships the day before they do it's like y'all mm-hmm. try to fuck me over are you serious because you gotta keep in mind these are some type a personalities these valedictorian type people they are on their grind so they're expecting all the people that's around them that are motivating them and telling them like be smart and do this and you can get and these opportunities it's like well why the fuck aren't you working as hard as me to get me to fucking these schools you talking about right because they was like y'all tell my ass to work i'm motherfucking working and ain't nobody working for me i did all the work myself fuck y'all and and that was a whole thing particularly with a counselor she was like um i shouldn't have to escalate nothing you ain't been around but yet you won't take credit because i was assigned to you like where have you been and not so funny this she probably been dealing with this is the 10th grade mm-hmm. i bet they should have known when she started off her uh her speech first of all bitch <laughs> no they should have known I wonder what what was that uh Indian principal that was cutting mics last week because they needed him. <laughs> yes, they did. They just let her talk. They was like, mm-hmm. "Dude, if a nigga cut me off, I'm going to fuck crazy." You understand? Go do, go do, go do. Cut me off. 
i love when she got to the alcoholic teacher and it went from shock to motherfuckers clapping because the other students was like yes that drunk motherfucker i hate that motherfucker too <laughs> like they was cheering <laughs> Cook that nigga, nigga. <laughs> like it ain't shit y'all can do about it because i'm out this bitch oh my god that is the best fucking thing i didn't even think about till you said they like you i didn't yes somebody like that like you said they have a type a personality most likely which means they focus they grind it like Mm -hmm. they like and nothing's going to stop me from my accomplishment she was like i did this despite y'all and i could imagine her her uh, frustration and her mm-hmm. being upset that when she rage. lost scholarship money right people not helping her people not doing their job like she's like bitch i'm on it why ain't y'all she was like dennis scott talking to them children that rage was real oh my god that's my that's my favorite afterwards it was when they tried to hand her her diploma and shake her hand she probably was like bitch get out of my face (laughs) (laughs) oh man Mm -mm -mm. oh she was fed up that was amazing Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. that's why i love us yep uh well i don't even know she was black oh i I don't even know what race that woman was i couldn't see her face on the camera you know she read that she read them for filth for damn uh in today's uh who died in the dominican republic an 11th american dies in the dominican republic while on vacation um, are people not getting the memo about that are people just not that just separated from the reality of because like you said you made wrong my purpose was like i was even not even aware it was happening like well let's think about it though i mean not to be cold i mean all these people died is terrible mm-hmm. but like what are the odds of it being you correct you know what i mean like it's only been 11 i know people like i mean it's supposed to be zero i get it but i mean it's only like 11 out of the probably hundreds or thousands that come there every day i mean you got a small chance that you die and i mean them price line rates right now got to be the low i mean they probably paying you to come it is buy one get one motherfucking free you know i'm not like i said some hard calculus you know what i'm saying like mm, i'm gonna yeah if we had trips i would like cancel them bitches we ain't not going i mean you know i get it I, i'm scared i wouldn't go myself right mm-hmm. now per se Mm-mm. but i mean if i already had a trip planned i could see being like i'm not eating the cost of this motherfucking plane ticket and all this shit so i guess i'm going try not to drink too much uh out of the room or whatever you know so yeah they average about 18 deaths a year out of two million you know uh they just going through a hot streak right now and just you know just rolling the dice karen's like hitting the lottery to die there <laughs> so uh, wrong type of lottery to hit yeah well yeah vittorio caruso 56 originally lived in long island but was uh visiting boco chico resort in santa domingo when he ingested some beverage and eventually went into respiratory distress a state department spokesperson said caruso's cause of death is unknown at this time they'll they'll report it as a paper cut next week though that's what right. they've been doing right uh he just had a simultaneous heart attack with these other 11 people oh uh, we're gonna cremate him before we send him back to your bitch what no 
no america's not in shape uh so many folks won a lottery drawing that north carolina staff says to expect lines to claim the prize so the carolina pick four lottery drawing that uh that happens all the time here Mm -hmm. 2014 people won good god matching all four numbers which uh and it was amounts to 7.8 million dollars in winnings which is only which is the biggest ever uh 7.5 million was before in august 11 2012 and that was when the numbers were 1111 uh the number that hit this time was zero 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 are you fucking serious yep wow 1002 people bought a one dollar ticket with the correct numbers and they will win the game's five thousand dollar top prize another 1012 people bought uh who bought winning 50 cent lottery tickets will get a 2500 dollars prize the lottery oh, 50 cent you won yep the lottery said the odds are correctly matching all four numbers in a pick four drawing stand in at uh one in ten thousand winners can claim their prize at any of the six lottery regional offices weekdays from 9 a.m to 5 p.m due to the large number of winners players should expect extended waiting times to complete their claims if they choose to visit a regional office on monday and tuesday saturday's news release uh explain they have six months to claim their prize and must provide photo id proof of their social security number prizes also can be claimed by mail so uh Yep, gotta go all the way to W.T. Harris in Charlotte. Stand in line, get you your money. Woo! Oh, it's upside down. That's crazy. That means people won. Um, let's see what else happened. A theft ring, also in North Carolina, took four million dollars in used cooking oil. Used? Yes. So they using the fish grease and chicken grease. Used fishing. I mean, used cooking oil is what they said. So I don't know which which items were cooked in it, but uh, apparently they were uh, they got paid. Is it that valuable? I mean, I it's used. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, federal agents say they have mopped up a theft ring involving twenty one co conspirators responsible for stealing a precious commodity, three point nine million dollars worth of used cooking oil known as yellow grease. The shit you put in a trap outside of wendy's when you all used to work there i mean it's well, i mean what's special i mean can you turn it into gold what the fuck i don't understand man i used to hate that job man that part where they make you go put the fucking grease in the goddamn grease trap thing outside in the fucking middle of the hot ass day oh they they saying in the chat room is biodiesel and biofuel you can turn it into fuel well apparently so a federal indictment unseals third unsealed thursday said that these targeted eateries in north carolina tennessee and virginia for five years pumping used oil from restaurant storage tanks in the trucks for shipment around the country this oil is greasy gold for the biodiesel companies u.s agricultural department mm. data shows a hundred pound load of yellow grease is worth 25 dollars a statement from u.s attorney robert higdon jr says the oil rendered the rendering the industry loses between 45 million to 75 million to oil theft every year so i don't know, so, so are they like going back there uh, ho- uh like hooking up to like the gas tank like they do but like i know where it is let's hook and pump some of this shit out yep oh okay yep okay and they actually pay companies to actually do this like officially but not them mm-hmm. okay i'm with you now all right um i had no idea it was that valuable mm-hmm 
i mean it must have been living pretty pretty large five million dollars worth of shit i mean i don't know how they were selling it i mean it sounded like you had to flip it somehow so i don't know what they were doing to flip it but i guess it's a black market grease grease black market out there i don't know (laughs) sounds like it um all right let's see what else um other news i want to talk about oh missouri denies license to last planned parenthood and it could could become the first state with no abortion clinic that's the goal yeah um now right now they're able to operate because basically the judge that um originally ruled against them said that they can operate for like two weeks until he comes back with another decision or however long it is until he comes back with his final decision so there are abortion services right now but you gotta remember this is one place in all of a state the whole fucking state right people have hours and days to get there right according to kansas city star the decision came prior to the court hearing and was announced by a planned parenthood spokesperson the outlet reported that the decision has no immediate impact because of an injunction that keeps the clinic open for now fox news reports that st louis circuit judge michael stesler yeah should stelzer should be a man judging on what women can do with their bodies had told the state it can't let the license lapse but must either renew or deny and set a friday deadline uh missouri's lawmakers are already making a case for not renewing the clinic's license including claims that three failed abortions require additional surgeries and another led to life-threatening complications for the mother according to a court filing wonder how true that is because you can't trust any of these motherfucking republicans they really be out here like yeah they took a whole baby out of a woman the baby stood up and said mama and then they hit it with a sledgehammer right that's just what they do governor mike parson signed legislation in may to ban abortions at a at or beyond eight weeks of pregnancy with the exception of medical emergencies but not for rape or incest because they want to make all these things go to supreme court of course efforts to put the new law to a public vote are now tied up in the legal system um if this facility is closed missouri would be the first state without a functioning abortion clinic since 1974 which is the year of course of roe v wade Mm, and you know what that means other states will follow yep yep that's what they're trying to do uh and uh the other surprise uh abortions gonna keep happening yes they are so all you gonna do is have a repeat the people gonna be losing their aunts and their mamas and their sisters and shit because yeah. pe- either legally or illegally you're gonna find women dead by people going to the black market the shit's still gonna happen you're not gonna make it go away right like so many republican solutions are like and it'll just go away if we tell people no no people gonna feel a need to not have these fucking babies and shit and they're not gonna have them i mean i don't know uh <laughs> you know i don't know what to tell you but they not gonna have them so you might as well let the shit go dog like you can't control this this has been happening before there was a legal right to it like it's it's crazy uh bill cosby is giving lectures in prison on parenting rehabilitation and life bill cosby is making the most of his time in prison by giving lectures to his fellow inmates and seemingly still trying to uphold his america's dad role behind bars he's really become a character actor at this point mm-hmm. like i am now theo huxtable this is what i will be i will be you doing mean yeah he close not theo theo didn't do anything wrong mm-hmm. in this case uh he cliff huxtable i am now cliff huxtable i will be doing my bid as cliff huxtable every day i will get up like the fucking prestige and just do this fucking act according to bill's rep andrew wyatt cosby pitched 
cosby's pitch is that the inmates need to lead by example for their kids and stay out of the prison system in the future Nigga, you in jail. You here with me. The fuck are you talking about? You in here being a bad example. Yeah, y'all need to y'all need to cut it out, dog. Y'all get crazy out there. <laughs> Who are your kids gonna look up to? Like nigga, not you. We used to look up to you. That's why we in here. Uh he mostly works with a group called Man Up. Comprise of inmates who are set for parole where he discusses life lessons staying out of trouble not getting locked up again through proper rehabilitation keep in mind this is a man who still proclaims his innocence so how the fuck he gonna tell you stop messing up he basically giving a pound cake speech he's giving the fucking pound cake speech in prison and niggas do eat that up because you know racism has fucked us up and you know we do need i mean we you know we do glom on to the like tough love stories and shit but i just don't know how to fuck i don't know how to fuck anyone's listening to him not you dog like he can't be joe clark um of course uh everybody remembers he had the happy father's day tweet too so i really think he's trying to just be he cliff huxtable from behind bars man and he is that's what's happening um yeah i i don't have anything else to add to that story mm-hmm. god damn a hundred this motherfucker this motherfucker really oh man what are you in for son uh sexual assault oh you got listen you can't be listening to these bitches okay <laughs> when you get out <laughs> they'll get you every time <laughs> when you get out make sure you get it in writing make sure you have rape insurance right the f- never pay them off okay that's where you fucked up now pull your pants up at the raping piece of shit um <laughs> i wish this nigga would give me a speech you serious who else is in jail to give is robert madoff in jail giving fiscal responsibility speeches Mm-mm. like who else is in jail giving was oj in there giving domestic violence speeches like get the fuck out of here no you don't get to talk to anyone go directly to jail and shut the fuck up man oh man <laughs> niggas probably asking for his autograph and shit you know they are oh man i, I loved you on on the cosby show man it's like you was my dad what the can you sign it can you can you sign this autograph for me please oh man all right last thing uh i mean not last thing but last regular story before we move on a whole bunch of cocaine got found 16.5 tons of cocaine got seized at the philadelphia port said the u.s attorney's office that's i don't know nothing about the weight but um that's it sounds like a motherfucking lot 16.5 16.5 tons mm-hmm. a ton is 2,000 pounds good god more than a billion dollars worth of cocaine was seized let me tell you something man 
i don't know how they found this cocaine i mean i'm i'm guessing it was like a, a sophisticated bus where they knew where it was going they had somebody had to tell them <laughs> that's all what they found is because i hate to be that guy but if my job was mr inspector guy at the container shop at the container um port and i opened up a goddamn container and it had 16.5 tons of cocaine in it i'm closing the fuck out of that container i saw nothing nigga i've seen daredevil okay you'll get fucked i saw nothing i would actually quit that day i walk yep. you know what i quit what's i quit like it's like it, it's not like if it was like some like human trafficking or something then okay hey it's some people in this container what the fuck but nigga if cocaine that's above my pay grade that's above me as that one mm-hmm. homophobic dude said transphobic dude said fuck that Mm-mm. ah that would be my last day i wouldn't even tell nobody i just uh politely walk out clock out and, right. and drive away they'd be like we've never seen karen again bitch no what was in the container nothing ain't like nothing to me and bro nothing i saw nigga i saw nothing look like it wasn't my business that's what it looked <laughs> look like it looked like something that wasn't my business to be honest with you um y'all can go look if y'all want to just keep my name off the report i i didn't mm, i i saw nothing sir Mm-mm. my name is benny and i and i'm not talking to nobody i saw nothing Mm-mm. nope that's how you get killed right that's every how you, movie that's how you get killed every movie start the same way oh man yeah I will, this yeah. must be a huge organized crime type of thing mm-hmm. like nope like i said and it's one of those things where you need to quit immediately because if anybody knows that you've seen it you're gonna be lumped in with everybody else i'm like nah i'm good anyone with that much money absolutely will kill you for that much cocaine oh you as good as dead they be like well in the video we just saw her open the door and shut it that's right bitch and i went home i actually quit that day it was my last day working you think your thirty thousand dollar salary gonna stop them from killing your ass no like that's just a cost of business for you fucking open up your door and they'll be looking at you that's the kind of shit where you tell a cop like in a movie like yo it's the cocaine this where it's at and then you turn around and the cop is pointing his gun at you like that like that scene in the movie where you turn around like yeah the cocaine right through here man i came to you first to report it because i was like something's up and they were like oh i wish you hadn't seen that rod i'm like but officer mccoy you came to my daughter's christening it's like hey, i'll make sure to take care of your family but i can't let you get out of here with this 16.5 tons of cocaine homie you gotta die Mm-mm, not me i'm i'm like wow it was crazy to me too dog mm-hmm. they're like karen you quit just in time i know right i close that shit like if you accidentally see your parents naked when you're a kid how you just close the door like oh shit like i don't know what i don't i didn't see nothing okay i am um, i walked in that room by accident right i i'm i'm scared you scared this never happened we never speak of this again never speak of this again cocaine 16 if i found like 16 pounds of cocaine like on my doorstep i'd be like i'm just throwing this in the bushes i don't know what happened like if someone come looking for cocaine it's in the bushes man i didn't touch nothing please i have nothing to do with this Mm-mm. fuck that all right 16 shit a motherfucking ounce so i'll be like no bitch right so, so you 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 talking about some real weight all right let's go to the game we're just fucking with those black people we're just fucking with those blacks we're just fucking with fucking the black people 
that's right guys time to play the game that we all hate to play fucking with black people the game we go all around and go find different articles to find it uh and see if we're fucked with and we uh give them scores from zero to 100 intervals of 25 and with the highest being dracaris for how much we feel fucked with as black people all right today's contestants everybody roseanne Barr and andrew dice clay have joined forces to save america's racist jokes oh in the year of our lord 2019 comedy is under siege pc police and twitter account wielding sjw's patrol laugh factory at the laugh factory hunting for the brave comedians who refuse to reject comedy's time on the tradition of reducing ethnic groups to stereotypes and or joking about rape thankfully heroes walk among us chiefly roseanne Barr, andrew dice clay who are teaming up for a comedy tour a tour i feel i feel like i understand these are veteran comedians i've never done stand-up but as a fan of stand-up it feels like this is the new thing for the unfunny comedian like right. like if you can't creative like if you can't be funny be racist and there's a lot of these guys who are doing this because it's so appealing because white people are so fucking gullible and especially white dudes they will pay money yeah, to just gross. have someone expouse racist views like they don't it doesn't really have to be funny Mm-mm. not that there's no funny racism or whatever like i know there's people that say shit like that hard line like nothing's funny that i don't agree with that there's a mm-hmm. bunch of shit that i laugh at that i like this is not actually funny if it happened in real life but in the auspices of a comedic license i i'm not offended or whatever right but man it seemed like this the new thing it's like they uh everybody has a words to fucking like uh lionize themselves now in the age of the internet especially like everyone has been studying game and now you get to be like i'm the brave warrior comedian i tell the truth i'm not afraid to make these jokes as if racist jokes aren't the default like that's what's so crazy it's like we got like if you look at the history of america right and what people considered funny what was considered within the realms of you can laugh at this laughing at people who are not white has been the shit until about like the civil rights movement when people was like yeah you got to stop that we actually got people too and have feelings and yeah. you can't just keep was, making these jokes yeah, it was the jam forever yeah but it's funny right how that and so then the polarity flip to like okay the brave people are the people that are calling out the system the people that are you know talking about our hypocrisy that are going at society and they go comedians are these like truth teller philosophers and you lionize these people and we name all these greats you know richard Pryor and fucking like i like just all these names like motherfuckers used to get arrested behind this comedy it was that real you know it's like that and then somewhere along the line when it, all these like would once you got a, some black comedians that were good uh a few co- women comedians that people thought were good mm-hmm. all of a sudden it was like well isn't the real problem women and black people and and people that aren't white men isn't that the real problem with comedy not enough white men getting getting away with saying whatever they want to say our voices are too marginalized we don't get to give the white man's point of view enough today and it's like that's never been true never been true you all sound generic a lot of times like we don't have enough racist comedians out there that's the real fucking problem it's like 
no that's not true and the reason that because people go well it's just about what i find funny right it's not a it's not it's not me saying i agree with this it's just me getting on stage saying something funny and i'm always kind of blown by that because i and i know it's an extreme example but i need people to understand for this example take your preconceived notions out of your head you're a machine you're a robot now right we're just calculating funny and they go i hold no prisoners i hold no punches i take no prisoners. i fucking i say the truth i say what i find to be funny as i feel it i don't give a fuck right that's what comedians say all the offensive ones always say that right where are your jokes about the cops who get killed by people where are your jokes about like the the kids who get shot in schools and shit like that like they don't really want to do that type of material like they might edge around like the topic but they will never make the topic ha ha is funny this cop got killed ha ha is funny this american soldier got killed ha ha is funny that a innocent uh child was shot at a, at a school isn't it hilarious y'all and they're not gonna make that shit funny because it's not actually funny and it is offensive it actually will offend all the fucking white privileged people that are coming to your show giving you money that's the shit that will make them mad like picking on trump don't mean shit nope but picking on like their sacred cows that kind of shit they don't like that shit and y'all and there's a reason you don't make those jokes now if you gotta now they will try out a joke about black people getting shot by police and black lives matter and all this shit because those white people will laugh at that it's not necessarily that it's funny or not it's just the lowest rung of you it's it's bill maher in reverse everyone's just laughing because they already agree with your bigotry you know the same way that i don't think bill maher is very funny in the stand-up but everybody agree with him in the room so they laughing they clapping it's all oh great you see he said it you know but it's like it, did he really make you did he really hit you with a punchline you didn't see coming Mm-mm. you know that kind of shit so yeah this way of framing it as we're the real american like brave soldiers and shit like i hate this shit and 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 everybody needs to stop you're not brave for being a misogynist you're not brave for being homophobic you're not brave for being racist you're not brave for being transphobic you're not brave for this this is the standard in our society you're just reiterating what society already has been doing to people and i'm not gonna fucking clap for it i don't give a fuck if you're my favorite comedian you know i fuck with dave Chappelle, but like some of his transphobic joke shit like it wasn't that funny to me it was like it like anyone could have made those jokes and it's beneath his talent level because he has a way of making jokes and i'm not talking about being politically correct he just has a way of making jokes that even when they're not politically correct it's like wow he saw an angle on that joke nobody saw and the transphobic shit when it's just the base level of like this dude got this this is a dude or this woman got a dick it's not actually like blowing anyone's mind Mm -mm. it's like look at me i'm brave enough to say it you know i can do it y'all didn't think i y'all didn't think i would do it huh it's like that's not the the joke like anyone get on stage and take a shit like get the fuck out of here where's the joke though so uh yeah um fuck both of these niggas agreed um and dracarys to this whole tour man and i really was uh i i, I actually was a, a andrew dice clay fan back in the day me too um and it, you know i used to have like his cd and listen to it at work on my headphones and i would be cracking the fuck up because he's just so ridiculous 
um but i mean the idea that this dude like is now gonna go be a racist goomba ass nigga it's not surprising i mean it's not like his material was so like fucking progressive or woke or anything it's just you just kind of hope for me anyway as a state as a fan of these comedians not these two but of comedians in general Mm -hmm. i just be hoping like they don't give into the temptation of pulling the like i'm telling it like it is as a white man like dude that's the lowest rung you're literally putting the game on easy and then going out there and just saying anything and like i said and i'm not one of these people that's just like uh i won't laugh at anything you make my feelings hurt like i'm not even that person Mm -hmm. but some of this shit is just more like you let the game down it's not about letting me down my political views i don't give a fuck about that i laugh at shit that's not my political views you're letting the game down you like you refuse to get better you know that you're gonna go to a room of people that just bought tickets so they could be like i was in the racist room agreed so yeah he said america really needs to lighten up and not worry about the words comedians use because it's all we have there's clean stuff and there's street stuff i'm a street guy because i tell it like it is um yeah uh and then of course you know we all know why roseanne barr fucking um she's trying to bring her career back right i thought the bitch was white god damn it i thought the bitch was white (laughs) fuck Mm -hmm, right because they renewed roseanne without her right and uh, you know you gotta go a long way to excuse that shit for her too because even if you believe that one specific example she thought valerie jarrett was white she had been calling other black women monkeys and shit too online like she been saying real sketchy and fucked up shit about black people for a minute so it's not even a um it's it's like people want to give her an excuse because i don't know they like her they grew up on roseanne i grew up on roseanne but uh, this shit like this to me this is what happened when you make these excuses it's like now she's just like i'm going to do a racist comedy tour yes that's and it's like that's why the fuck you don't excuse it that's why you shouldn't be out here like well think about it maybe she really did believe that but like no she just racist that's it that's the joke god jokes on you that's the joke anyway jacaris karen same uh let's see what else is happening a film about a black congregation taking in a kkk member is set to be released in november forrest whitaker and usher are set to star in it okay that's what y'all want to do <laughs> i can't stop you <laughs> oh man be going to watch that and y'all gonna get roasted online yeah the thing for me is like uh, fucking um (laughs) shadow and act has to be like going they're charging up like goku and dragon ball z right now y'all did the work for them like november is about to be a problem for this movie because they are about to be they are just someone going ah, like turning different shades of colors and hair growing different length because it's no fucking way they are gonna be okay with this movie Mm-mm. it's based on a true story about an orphan named mike burden 
who was raised by the kkk in the south in the 1990s oh it's not even an old old story uh he uh, it follows his journey to lead the organization behind the congregation of a black church takes him in and helps him escape the wrath of the kkk child child <laughs> i understand it's a story that somebody was like uh we need to tell it that that's cool Ooh. oh that's that is cool. true that's yeah. even worse you know they're gonna go find all the black people from this church and be like now which of y'all just grown up because shadow knack wants to interview all y'all 17 times uh according to shadow knack whitaker will portray reverend kennedy an african-american pastor takes in burden once the clan pursues him usher portrays a character named clarence brooks the script was written by Andrew Heckler, who also directed, or uh, written by him, who also directed the film. Even though it was written over 20 years ago, unfortunately, Burden is more timely than ever. Now, in a time when the world has become so polarized, divided by ethnicity, race, and religion, Burden can deliver a powerful message on how extremes can join together to overcome and resolve our differences of hatred through love and tolerance. Uh, said Heckler to the, uh, Hollywood Reporter. Is he white, I wonder? Mm-hmm. Sound like a white name, right? um let me see if i can google his picture real quick um oh and he's white that's white mm. oh they got the trailer in here you want to watch the trailer with me i guess so let's do it may as well <laughs> the movie's gonna be called burden and uh this is a clip um oh my god i cannot believe they are making this movie i mean the same year as best of enemies man like y'all really going there huh at the green book just i guess it's too late at the green book like mm. i'm 78 for all that spent like oh it's a clip when i bought it i'm getting some from the shop it's all kinds of stuff on all day um i don't know you really want to take franklin fishing huh yeah where do y'all go fishing at? Oh, there at Mike Creek Lane. You can't go down there now, though. Who's that? Those oh, niggas done taking over. That nigga the words. Niggas? Oh, come on, I'm a clansman. What, are you going to drive all the blacks out of Lawrence? I don't know. I said I did all we We still be wet trash, but no one to step on to make us feel better. oh so that's the stereo okay so that's the typical white woman role in the film that's not down with the racism even though she is in love with the clan man that's becoming a that's becoming a, 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 a cliche role right now mm-hmm. that's one thing i liked about that spike lee movie then women that woman was all them, that woman was all in she was down she was like i hate the niggers too okay yep have you thought about this idea with the niggers like she was trying to help blowing <laughs> up shit she was like oh i am a hundred percent in now if you go down there shooting before you can really get close to the niggers you only get one or two come on you gotta get right up in there come on she was like ride or die hee-haw anybody else want a scone um but yeah uh this look this is gonna be a problem mm-hmm. like, i won't be watching it i can't wait to see Forrest whitaker forgiving this man because you know that's gonna happen mm-hmm. like son god doesn't see your color or some bullshit <laughs> just oh my god this is such a bad idea uh then when he goes back to the clan farce are gonna be mad i wonder what he's gonna do today i wonder what he's gonna do tomorrow this guy this guy just 
pissing. He's pissing all over us. He's pissing on you. What, what does it taste like? Chief, what does it taste like? Because you know what? It tastes like piss to me. Um, it's coming in 2019. Oh, wait, zero to 100. Oh, um. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Oh, good question. Yeah, that's what the game is. <laughs> I'm not really fuck with a, a, a zero because I I just don't care. Uh, I would give it a um at least a seventy five, uh, like that more for the headache that is gonna be online when every oh. nigga in the world. Oh, 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 from their perspective, it's gonna be a hundred. But for me personally, I'm not watching it and I don't care. So I know, I know. Well, I was only asking for your perspective. Mm-hmm. I'm not giving. I'm talking about my perspective now. It's my turn. Go ahead. You had your turn. Oh my! Oh, seventy five. And now, and now, and now, actually, a hundred, because you just did exactly what I'm talking about. Every nigga in the world is gonna have a hot take and oh, yes. dunk on this movie in November. Yes, and they it's are. gonna be annoying as fuck. Every mm-hmm. I'm not watching it. Shadow and Act. I'm gonna share this piece seventy five thousand times. Like we get it. We are tired of black people forgiving this movies with racism. I agree with you. You are absolutely right. Okay, but i don't need to see it a million times y'all y'all make the movie go more viral than when the fucking this, green book i'm pretty sure won that oscar because all the niggas had it in their hearts against the movie and it helped white people white people was like we picked this one right all right good grief i know this shit gonna happen burden and uh, uh farce why usher in it i know this shit gonna it's gonna go double wood nobody gonna watch it it's not going straight to netflix on the movie theater theaters going to theaters supposedly i'm not watching this shit either yep. it just looked bad maybe if i see a better trailer or something i just can't see not based off of that trailer new no. yeah like i might go in there and laugh but uh, you know that's very inappropriate but that's what i do y'all uh, uh, <laughs> i'm like why is he in the front row laughing <laughs> i'll be up in the race movies laughing like shit man i know i ain't supposed to but man you gotta laugh at how stupid hollywood is it gonna be like how me and you was when we first the first time we seen the planet of the apes in a white movie theater we were cheering for the apes and everybody was fucking confused maybe i I mean that's not what i'll be laughing at in these movies i just be laughing at how stupid some of these scenes are or these like awkward ass like when the like when the actors says like nigger to a black person or something you just like what the fuck was the point of this movie you know like why did y'all think this would help like this the message america need to see like no we don't it's actually not a timely movie it actually we are what, what america needs right now is not to forgive racist white people it's not what we need it's never what we needed it's never worked it y'all have already done it many times it has never stopped anything being nice to racist white people is not going to change shit you can't forgive them unless they change anyway and if they change then your forgiveness is not something that they that they have to have you can you can do it but it's not we're not obligated to do it that's the and everybody knows it yeah sorry mm, no, i say agreed not obligated yeah everybody knows it but we keep getting these fucking stupid ass movies by white dudes who keep thinking it's an important fucking story you know it's it's green book too it's it's fucking you know it's all this shit and this this green book without the the firepower the acting like i never heard of this white man Mm-mm. uh anyway um last story charlotte's leading black woman entrepreneurs are leaving the city no home for me here that's not good gentrification 
uh coming in 20 to 2019 it would appear charlotte was a top spot in the country for black business leaders to thrive in the 14,000 black owned businesses in charlotte reported in the recent u.s census data meant the city's growth rate in that area was at 35 percent a recent forbes report ranked charlotte number six in the country for african-american prosperity based on median household income house home ownership rate population growth and the percentage of people who are self-employed in 2018 the city hosted the 23rd annual black entrepreneur summit touted as the most successful one ever by its leaders the summit will return to charlotte on june 19th rebranded as fwd pronounced forward with a new focus on tech-driven businesses that was last week yeah they didn't invite us i got a tech-driven business uh with all this progress on paper why is it so hard for many entrepreneurial black women to feel at home in our city in january 2018 local black owned tech incubator black tech blk tech interactive opened a 1200 square foot office space in camp north end to much fanfare mayor vi Lyles, Lyles um was on hand to help celebrate the occasion the national publications picked up the story praising the work black tech founder cheryl dorsey had done since launch in 2016 however about a year later black tech charlotte was forced to shut down its physical space and cut back on this work in the field due to a lack of capital support now after mm. dorsey has been hailed by the city officials local business leaders and national press an example of what's possible for charlotte's future her own future in our city is unclear right because then that makes sense well then people got to invest in me too now right um because unlike a lot of these like tech bros and shit like venture capitalists and stuff don't like investing in black stuff Re- i recently spoke with dorsey about her experience and why she believes her company wasn't able to thrive in charlotte despite its momentum and measurable results her goal with black tech interactive was to create a space for young black professionals who were excited about tech and wanted to pursue that interest members had the opportunity to expand their portfolio and connect with like-minded individuals in the industry in 2016 black tech launched the i guess hygge hig co-working space the intention was to create a community and serve a need while building an exciting environment for black leaders there was an outpouring of interest among their targeted group and beyond over the last three years black tech placed more than 24 high school students in tech programs hosted events that reached more than 2100 area residents and created job opportunities for numerous people of color in the tech space so i mean that's all good big things yeah uh we brought attention to charlotte in a way that specifically invested in inclusion people in the community needed an on-ramp to jobs in tech we provided a means for a middle-class demographic of people to feel excited about tech um however as dorsey explains the steps were more like chains and the latter was nothing more than a modern day minstrel show what um we were asked to tap dance for survival dorsey wrote in twitter thread in may explaining her reasons for closing down the space and reconfiguring the operational strategy they would give five thousand dollars for something that required a six-figure budget they didn't see our company as an investment right right it's like charity had to beg and plead mm-hmm when y'all be throwing money at shit that will and a lot of it fucking flops if it's white you don't care you just throw money at it yep most uh black owned businesses in america 95 percent of them are sole proprietorships Mm -hmm. and many of those are funded by friends family members or crowdsourcing campaigns right because we 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 don't get the access to to the banks we don't get the access to the loans if we do it's very very little according to dingo black owned startups are three times less likely to be approved for a business loan than white owned startups uh the individuals making the decisions are older white men dorsey explains uh he's the um um editor-in-chief at no not dorsey who's dorsey um 
uh she's dorsey okay yeah yeah she said um their networks are limited they're never they've never been entrepreneurs and they're tone deaf to entrepreneurship uh she believes a lack of representation at higher levels trickled down through the city which is turn which in turn prevented black tech from reaching its full potential definitely understand that with, with us we only got offered business loans after we already had established that we had a base of users that were giving us money right and then everybody was like you want a loan yeah it's like what am i gonna do with the loan now i got it you know i mean i guess if we want to expand or something but we don't have like a brick and mortar situation Mm-mm. the only thing we might potentially would take a loan out for is stuff like another live show or something like that mm-hmm. or you know but but essentially you know that that avenue was there for us only after we proved we you know like there was no initial like oh i like to take out a business loan to start my podcasting business they would have laughed at us yeah and it was funny particularly with what we do is really revolutionary because even the tax people nobody knows how to handle it you know nobody knows what to do you know initially you know it was a sole proprietorship and then it was like well oh you got to the point where we can make it an llc well we asked for that from the beginning what the fuck yeah um so yeah um uh, now they did make it seem like it was more on charlotte as a whole but i don't know that this is uh a hundred percent a charlotte thing it seems like it's a black thing no matter what city you're in no but. matter what city you're in yeah like she said you go and you uh basically you do business proposals a lot of times so you do all this work and put in a like she said something that costs two hundred thousand dollars they went through five what the fuck am i supposed to with five thousand where, where am i supposed to come up with this difference yeah and then uh she also goes into something i think is really deep with black uh enterprises like this the assumption for most white people even the ones who are nice and want to give money is that it's a charity that it's a that it's a a non-profit type of thing um because they see us as charity cases they don't see us as investments like i'm gonna give you money and expect to make money off of it because you're gonna be good at what you do you know like when you look at elizabeth holmes who was a complete scammer how much money did she get from people who claimed i expect to make money back on what i'm giving her you know and then when it comes to black orgs it's, i'm gonna give you five thousand dollars because i'm not, not expecting to get any of this back and i'm just doing you a favor uh yeah she says not once did a heavy hitter with venture capital assume that they were a for-profit inform- organization um uh and then also um yeah they 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 say caucasian men with money assumed that it was like a uh something's geared towards low income people Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. you know which is which is something i want to get to not every organization and especially if it's black has to be about the poor no it doesn't i'm not saying there should be none i think most should focus on that correct but if your thing is like i'm focusing on middle class black people middle class black people need help too yes they do they still have a uh 120 of the wealth of white people in america that are similarly middle class so it's not like by helping those people you're helping like you know like those niggas don't need no help like they still need help but the point being white people even see that group of people as just black poor people like oh so you go into the ghetto and getting them off of west boulevard like uh okay not everybody here is from the projects or whatever right and you know and that's not to knock the projects but like we're trying like we're not asking for charity we're asking for investment and they're like oh i thought this was a uh give to the poor thing right i saw black thought poor 
that's Assu- technically what you, what they're saying yep assuming that we are non-profits is, is racist women consider the mule of the world we have to beg for sustainability the non-profit industrial sector is saturated in charlotte everything is about charity and the at-risk demographic with the media which the media uses to strip people of their humanity they don't look at black and brown people as investments um yeah the test theory i ventured over to a popular news site searched top black businesses in charlotte the results are interesting before even finding the article with valuable content i came around countless ones referring to homicides words like poverty low income gentrification dominated the themes pertaining to african-american voice in charlotte i found one report that shed a positive light on black businesses in charlotte the experience struck stuck with me i began to look at words differently words that i had grown numb to i questioned everything why are the only black owned businesses in the city limited to restaurant or beauty industries come on when they're when was the last time you saw a black run law firm a black doctor's office a black owned investor company portrayed in the news uh charlotte loves poverty stories they love to push gentrification or sad stories in the news and media outlets nobody has seen black people in any other context other than a repressed story dorsey said that narrative doesn't push us to solve problems people celebrate mediocrity we want to give ourselves a hand clap for doing basic things when people aren't challenged you'll continue to stay the same unfortunately the inherent bias dorsey experience in charlotte wasn't limited to just hers also prevented plenty of charlotte-based businesses from gaining the recognition they deserve color stock a stock photo portfolio that focused on inclusivity and diversity was launched by charlotte entrepreneur jennifer daniels in 2015 the company didn't survive for many of the same reasons that it was needed in the first place i was building a business that highlighted the lack of diversity in the city that didn't even realize we were on the cusp of an uprising uh yeah because in charlotte we had that shooting and then bam um yeah it's crazy the article goes on longer and longer and, and, but and that's bigger than the charlotte problem that's an american problem right um but yeah i don't know man um and then it talks about other cities having better you know results other cities across america have fellowship programs and investment dollars specifically tied to human capital daniel said i never even heard the term human capital mentioned in any conversation i had in charlotte when i lived there for nine years in addition to losing business owners charlotte is also struggling to keep political voices in um yep like that's the thing people hear charlotte and they just go oh yeah black people is great and it's like mm there's still some a bunch of class divisions a bunch of money divisions like among opportunity like you know there's like the bank people and then there's like other like people like you work downtown or do you like like where are you doing there's valentine and there's other parts of town it's not all just like black people looking like a fucking uh eddie murphy 90s movie Mm-mm. you know uh anyway zero to 100 karen i will give this a 100 all right um yeah i give it a hundred man it's just frustrating you Mm -hmm. know as a black person to be like and and then also you know from her quotes i know there's probably some people that feel a little bit and you can read the whole article too i think it's called i forgot what the uh, site was give me one second i'll go back to the site but um yeah you can read the article yourself if you guys want to um want to see uh see what what it was called um what the fuck was it called um qcnerve.com qcnerve.com charlotte's leading black woman entrepreneurs are leaving the city no home for me here um there is some like like i can see people feeling the way like is there some elitism to how she's talking because she was saying some things about like black people not being challenged and it sounded like she just didn't want to be associated almost with the idea of like like this is not about poor people this is not charity this is not about 
you know like y'all not challenging us and that's why people not doing good and stuff so you know i don't know this woman <clears throat> maybe a deeper look at her and it'll be like well this is a little bit of leaders too but i mean i kind of understand the point of not everything is about a charity case and if people only look at it as a charity case we don't talk about how people don't invest in poor you give to the poor you don't invest in the poor for a lot of people they don't see people when they see black they think poor and when they see poor they think give they don't think invest so i think that's a huge uh a huge uh denotation uh in difference there uh so yeah 100 all right let's go to guess the race now that it's time for some guess the race that's right it's guess the race time now that it's time for some guess the race that's right it's guess the race time that's right it's time for guess the race the number one game show going across all the podcast land we read and play news articles from all over the globe and we ask our contestants today karen and the chat room to guess the race and of course everyone playing is racist all right y'all ready to get this show on the road mm-hmm. all right let's get into our first story a ring video the you know ring doorbell mm-hmm. shows a stranger poop in a florida man's driveway mm-hmm. or as a uh, florida people call it the bathroom so I'm looking for someone to Wait, make my what? Why just start over? Tastier. I was literally born for this. Ah. We don't care what you was born for, baby. Ah, I gotta wait for Jack in the Box to finish talking. Oh, they got new spicy chicken strips. Well, good for them. Yeah, some people call it Crack in the Box. I know. Shout out to What's when the Tea. Comes on, Shout out to What's the Tea. What's the tea? You'll have to go. What's in the tea? Wilton Thomas is trying to be understanding, but you can imagine his frustration when he saw this on his okay. home surveillance well, I, cameras. I'm waiting for the article Some to start, but there's a man a getting out of a green car, taking his shirt off, and shitting in the driveway of another man's house. And do what you want to do there. Mm, I don't know why the video is acting well, stupid. Because Thomas says it was around 4 p.m. Saturday There's like a whole news article story here, and it's not playing anymore. Okay. But they show like a black man that uh, just happened to, not the one. And then down. What is and happening? It. Like it was a black then dude whose house it was. Arrived, damn it. The party pooper well, you know what, guys? Fuck this article. There you go. The guy was white that shit in his yard <sighs> that was terrible i don't know what what happened on that that one abc7.com you let me down buddy you let me you let us all down all right let's go to a different story deputies a man jumped over lehigh acres cadal in a car dukes of hazard style before crashing <laughs> just a good old boys oh never mean no harm watch out now did he slide across the hood and jump in the window a man was arrested for a hit and run crash involving some hollywood level elements lee county deputies arrested 35 year old robert foley wednesday deputies say he crashed into an abandoned truck on 21st street south in lehigh acres and then ran off based on the tire marks deputies say foley was driving westbound on 21st street southwest towards a large ditch that is when an arrest report shows based on the physical evidence it was apparent it was apparent 
the nissan versa was traveling at such great speed that it vaults airborne and cleared the water canal slash ditch in a fashion only to be described as similar to what is depicted in dukes of hazard good god they were moving uh, uh what is a nissan a nissan got some got some hops you were flying dog a nissan versa dog that's your car i'm about to say you were getting it like you i'm broke. riding around i'm getting it <laughs> i think you broke the suspension in that just regular driving right this motherfucker is jumping over canals what <laughs> canals dog um from there deputy said the car kept going to try smash- to catch me cabas <laughs> we saw you ever saw been in trouble with the losses the day he was born. born making the way yeah the only way they know how <laughs> this motherfucker dog what uh from there debbie say the car kept going till it smashed to a parked truck yeah because the nissan versus not designed to fucking jump <laughs> a pit no race car and keep going this like it's like well i'll i'll go but it's not going where you think it's supposed to go i was surprised when he land the fucking wheels and fucking pop off that car's not made for this much that much action right oh my god that car's like i'm small i save you gas you're gonna get to your destination but i'm not a motherfucking sports car right there's no part of any commercial with a nissan versa that shows it leaving flying like remember that part of commercial where it left the ground no because it didn't happen no it's meant to stay on the ground no one has ever left the ground in a nissan versa on purpose <laughs> <laughs> you can't take a speed bump too hard in a nissan versa you better not this motherfucker all to- your suspensions gonna be going i learned the hard way <laughs> oh man helicopter to use the search for like, what the fuck you think you're doing lee county sheriff's deputies arrested robert foley oh it keeps pausing <laughs> Oh, I was waiting. Oh, I'll try to let it do some uh okay, let build it. up in the background, but it's just keys pausing. All right, I'll just finish reading. It's very short. Helicopters were used to search for Foley after the crash. When deputies found him, they say he appeared to be in pain and smelled of alcohol. I bet he was in pain because <laughs> he hit the motherfucking he hit that Nissan Versa suspension. We hit the ground. That shit said, "Oh, <laughs> it's not supposed to do this." what you doing baby what you doing this ain't the general lee motherfucker you this is not what it was about this is not a stunt car right you don't got no stunt men you got no helmets Mm -mm, mm -mm. uh he was taken to the hospital before going to jail guess the race of uh was robert foley it was alcohol some alcohol alcohol and everybody white karen says white let's check the chat room confederate flag painted on the roof of the versa (laughs) the general sherman uh i don't know what they would call the general lee <laughs> the general the general forest um white says mel malicious miraculous mayo white white as air force ones getting a lot of white in this uh white so everybody's going white it appears whites are at it again uh, i'm about to say you got a sheriff deputy huh i must say you got a nigga out here doing this stuff I, i'm willing to be wrong sheriff deputy slammed his hat as the virtue <laughs> 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 roscoe p coltrane was out there slamming hats slamming sandwiches he said, like i said he said it clean that ditch it was like god darn it he had a he had a deputy that was like go oh no they got away again boss what we gonna do <laughs> a fucking banjo playing in the background <laughs> the hooch got us lit white uh i'm gonna say black says june wow okay june going off the board here 
the correct answer is and everybody who said white got it wrong he was black what what and only june using her sage negro wisdom <laughs> was able to get it correct golf clap <laughs> she went against the grain and she's the only one who got it right the only one a black man did that shit ain't that something tan up that person mm-hmm. that person wanted to go to the shop making a way the only way he knew how um oh you know who i blame for this Lil nas x ah! <laughs> uh, going down that old time road <laughs> uh oklahoma woman was arrested for arson after getting caught by her own surveillance camera ah! you forgot your own camera was on i bet you that happened all the time with people in their like in-home alarm systems you know that shit's on all the time investigator said oklahoma woman who torched an abandoned house next door to her was ultimately burned by her own home security system annie durham 59 59 was arrested by the dale city fire investigators and charged with second degree arson charges at the authorities say she intentionally set fire to her neighbor's already condemned home on june 10th the key evidence surveillance footage from her password protected outdoor camera that she'd given officials permission to look at she caught herself on camera setting the fire said said fire department chief brandon purcell uh, oh she forgot she forgot who's a camera up there Hot, grand opening grand closing the fire department received several 911 calls around 2 45 p.m reporting a house on fire on the 2000 block of becker place once at the scene firefighters observe a single story residence with a significant fire coming from the garage rescue teams confirmed the house was condemned and once the fire was controlled from the outside firefighters advanced to the structure to check for possible victims no one was injured in the fire but investigators were called to look into the cause since the home was condemned during the investigation authorities learned about an ongoing conflict between the owner of the condemned home where vagrants and drug users had allegedly been crashing and the next door neighbor investigators reportedly noticed surveillance camera pointed directly at the area where the fire started but it was password protected durham gave authorities permission to view the footage they say the surveillance footage showed durham tossing the object lit onto on fire into the window of the condemned home <gasps> regardless of the extent of a conflict arson is never a solution to resolve a conflict said the police chief um durham was booked and faces second degree arson charges guess the race of annie durham karen annie black karen says black got fed up with the trap house huh <laughs> fed let's, check, up. <laughs> let's check the chat room you let's see trusting authorities implicitly equal white white an older white lady who got no satisfaction from apple care so she took matters to her own hands white white black and is okay black the correct uh property owner equal white the correct answer is and karen went with black so did a lot of you guys so a lot of y'all went white though and the answer is black yeah that's not like an old black woman that got tired of that mm-hmm. nah, that's, i knew that would speak to your spirit <laughs> i knew you you saw through that one uh some people got it Ooh. wrong Ooh. 
and another reason why i figured out she was black because she forgot there was a security camera there knowing her baby or her uh, her nieces and somebody put that camera up for her and she didn't know mm-hmm. like like she literally forgot it was there so i'm i was like an old black woman i wonder if she gave him the password because she didn't give a damn didn't she didn't care she was like you know what fuck it and you know what she probably had to go look in a book what 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 did my nephew say that passcode is you know she had to go find it right all right let's go to the bonus round karen double the points and the race double the points and the race that's right double the points double the race the bonus round of guess the race so far karen is one and one mm-hmm. but let's see if she can make it in the bonus round when everything's on the line i'm hoping i can all right um you're a trooper no that's all i like about you you uh constantly get something wrong on here but you uh you never give up nope never when on a bar robbery goes south when patrons realize the gun is actually an air freshener what it was july last year reason it was july last year shortly after midnight a bartender at steiny's bar in winona had just checked just finished cashing out the pool tab money for the night she stepped outside with a few others for a smoke that's when two men wearing all black walked up their faces were covered in bandanas and ski masks one of them had his hand hidden inside a paper bag he raised it towards the bartender he couldn't tell what he was holding but she got the sinking impression that it was a gun the man told her to stand up they were going back inside the other masked man wasted no time grabbing two pull tab boxes from the counter all signs pointed to a clean quick armed robbery but according to a warrant filed in winona county district court it was about to take a turn one of the men dropped a pull tab box maybe that was maybe that made the patrons a little bolder because one of the witnesses chose that moment to get in the masked man's face and confront him causing him to drop the other box that's when another patron joined in the fray and tried to grab the man's mask reveal his to reveal his face the robber's partner the one holding the bag clapped the would-be unmasker in the head he probably wasn't expecting a third onlooker to go for the bag and that's when that's when the bag went selling out of his grasp the bag flooded to the ground and sink a single piece of black plastic came flattering clattering out of it it was not as i originally thought a gun it was a fragment of an air freshener oh i know they probably whooped their ass after that (laughs) they gave them the business this evened the odds quite a bit a scuffle ensued but two robbers eventually fled the bar empty-handed and unidentified not however without dropping a pair of sunglasses and a cloth bag allowing some of the assailants to size them up based on their bills and the feel of their hair beneath their hoods the bartender and the witnesses and the robbers thought they might have known who it was they thought it was 25 year old jaquan Bebe hughes and 21 year old antonio little tony shorter <laughs> both men had been at the bar until about 15 minutes before the robbery and both of them were sporting dreadlocks the dna comparison between the sunglasses and the sample from shorter were a match fingerprints were found on the air freshener piece um for i guess you were sweating or something uh there was well it touched your skin of that's course. true 
that was nearly a, that was nearly a year ago but now they the police have issued a warrant for use arrest he's one on charge of first degree attempted robbery aggravated attempted robbery shorter got his warrant on wednesday nobody knows where they at currently uh karen guess the race of um antonio shorter and jaquan hughes mm-hmm. also known as Bebe and little tony they rapper name is one of them little babies okay so i guess that's black mm-hmm. so take the chat room see what they believe niggas says trey mm. uh, uh. black this is how craig got fired on his day off black oh. happy hmm, happy juneteenth niggas from the hood tar babies the oh. first coons black <laughs> the first coons i was thinking man it's sad that black republicans don't get their own holiday because the rest of us got a holiday juneteenth i think mm-hmm. they should get coonteenth oh no you know they could celebrate it like in july i don't know they need something they gotta have a potluck instead of a cookout uh justice smollett might think different but them niggas got air wicked um yeah i guess it puts a whole another spin on don't make me spray this bitch up uh the correct answer is i mean come on guys y'all know y'all know what it is Bebe and Lil Tony, like, save the suspense. Save it. Good grief. And they both had the nerd to have dreads. <laughs> and was in there 15 minutes before the robbery. What are you, casing the place out? Don't break a brain trying to, trying to come up with this big scheme. <laughs> <laughs> like, and they people knew them. So it wasn't even like they said, man, two black guys robbed us. It was like, that was Bebe and Lil Tony they was just in we here. know they regulars right they probably could hear them under the mask hey jim give me the money look tony is that you it's not me bitch <laughs> i bet that's how that conversation went that's why they felt bold enough to confront them going i know that boys right i'm gonna whoop your ass little tony i know you ain't got no gun all right let's go sore ratchetness <laughs> You know who really gonna be disappointed who baby daddy oh bae uh, um a <laughs> 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 <I> man <laughs> that was so stupid i'm sorry yeah, see they, they they fucked around and and they thought that robbery was gonna be a febreze <laughs> <laughs> I guess they thought it was gonna make a clean getaway. Yes, clean getaway. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> uh, it's a terrible podcast. Yes, it is. Uh, we didn't promise all the comedy would be good, guys. Mm-hmm. We just promised to help you pass your work day. <laughs> that's all. That's all we promised. 
a man's facing charges after allegedly uh <laughs> threatening victims with a sword and a knife um guess the race white uh a man <laughs> he allegedly was waving a sword and a knife telling people to leave a home michael wait mitchell Kennard is 43 he's facing terroristic threats charges for his role in the incident uh happened around 10 45 p.m may 19th um police came because uh, of a domestic argument uh, upon arrival police learned from a victim that Kanar had engaged in a domestic dispute in which he allegedly weighed a sword a large sword and a knife at several people inside the home he also allegedly threatened to kill the victims if they didn't leave police were able to locate a nine inch long knife but no sword was located at the scene upon speaking with Kanar, he admitted that he had threatened the victims with the knife and he was taken into custody Mm-mm-mm. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. A sword and a knife. They couldn't even find a sword, so I wonder what oh. that means. Mm-hmm. Um, well, good luck to everybody out there that think loving these sword people is just no big deal. You're putting your lives on the line over what? Hmm? Mm-hmm. Sword world has got some good dick. So that's worth dying. <laughs> Let it go, uh, y'all. Alright. We'll be back, um, Saturday for y'all freeloaders. We'll be back, uh, for, um, my premiums my premiums my tippers will be back uh thursday night with pregame and balls deep sports mm-hmm. uh until then uh thank you for doing the show with me karen you're welcome you're always a delight thank you i love you i love you too Mwah. <laughs>